0: Hey, welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm Andrew Wardall, and today is October 5th. It's the last day of the regular season. The Marlins face off against Atlanta at 410 this afternoon. Um, Rumor, really, like word on the street, is that Eliezer Hernandez will be receiving the start uh, with Jacob Stallings managing from the dugout. And I don't want it to be, like, a footnote, really, uh, on this Major League season that, like, really, like, on today's, like, the, the final day of the season, there's no real drama. Uh, there's no, like, playoff resulting thing that could happen today. Um, all the divisions have been locked up. All the wild card positions have been locked up. Literally, none of the wildcard teams could even switch seating. We are all set to go for the playoffs this weekend. But here we are, game 162. Really, that's not so much a critique. I had a lot of fun with this uh, game, this uh, Marlins-Atlanta Tuesday night showdown in Miami. Uh, It was like the deciding game for the division for the Atlanta Braves, who were in a real, like, chaos point, for, um, lack of a better word that I used right now, and what I mean by that is that the Marlins were, like, well, I mean, they took down the Brewers, really, this weekend, and then they had a real chance to, like, drive Atlanta down to at least, like, a possible loss of the division against the New York Mets. It would have been like kind of chaotic. Would have been kind of like a just like a, a like a messy way to end the year for the Marlins, like just winning out and uh causing all a little bit of trouble for other teams. S- such like a like a minor victory there uh, to be had. But uh anyhow on um this Tuesday night, really like what stood out about the game and what is standing out about the Marlins is like the future implications of all of this. Early on in the matchup, um, the second inning, with Braxton Garrett facing Orlando Arcia, um, there was just like a really bad missed call on like the eighth pitch of the at bat with a full count. Um, Braxton Garrett like spotted the pitch top corner of the zone, confirmed by like a Major League Baseball StatCast, like if this was an automated strike zone, um, it would have been an out. But because it was Jordan Baker behind the dish, calling balls and strikes, um, it was a walk uh, when it would have been a strikeout. I did dig a little bit deeper into like the ump scorecards.com uh, database looking um for just like 2022. They put out like scorecards um, on Twitter every day, every matchup showing missed calls by umpires grading that compared to other umpires. It's like a good like measure of accountability really for these specifically trained men that legitimize the game, uh, offer their like unbiased perspective and i did notice however diving deeper into these results um the marlins were almost negative 20 runs based on uh, like umpire scorecards findings based on like favoritism towards players uh, well towards teams kansas city and detroit were among the lowest teams as well uh top of the stack oddly arizona and the new york yankees the mets white socks. It was just a really interesting note, um, along with, like, Jordan Baker, who's umpired for Atlanta already twice this year. This was his third, uh, umpiring game, well, a home plate umpiring game for Jordan Baker. And in that, he's actually favored the Atlanta Braves this season more than any other team. It's so strange. It's, I mean, this is September baseball, Um, even though it's October and, uh, this is the second podcast in a row that I have, um, talked about essentially an ump show, uh, like the three bucks to Richard Blyer last week. Now that's definitely like biased around my own podcast days, but it's just... I don't know, it really seems like there is something to that. Literally, maybe the Marlins are getting pinched more than I make a story about it. Bias was really on my mind while watching the game. I was listening to the Atlanta broadcast. At one point, they did call Atlanta the, uh, quote, good guys. Um, Described, like, the Marlins as, like, really, like, teen it up for the Braves as they repeatedly filled the bases. Well, got runners on the base, eight walks in the game. Atlanta really drove up the pitch count for Braxton Garrett. Um, Certainly like, you know, moments like that perfect pitch in a long at bat really didn't help as the Marlins, and specifically Braxton, a more finesse pitcher going up against one of the best lineups in baseball was pitching around uh, and attempting a, like, walk the tightrope sort of approach to every at-bat amid a game that took on a walk the tightrope form from the pitchers. Uh, The Marlins were never really too far out of it. Jesus Sanchez brought some offense with an awesome, like, opposite field bomb. Uh, He seemed, like, surprised by it uh, as he hit the ball. Uh, unsure of where it would even go, seemingly, like, I know it was his first opposite field home run in the majors this year, hard not to take it as something to really dream on with, like, with Jurer Encarnacion showing some opposite field power as well, Uh, Jorge Soler capable of the same, Jesus Sanchez now, maybe recognizing where he can do that. And maybe amid all of that, a like adaptation to a hitting approach coming forward for Miami. Could all really like fuse together and be really the thing that this offense needs. More of that, like Well yeah, maybe more of exactly that. It was kind of a funny game, kind of an intense game. It really didn't seem like the Marlins were too far out of it at any point, and this is against one of your like division champion teams going into the playoffs and it absolutely shows in their bullpen with Iglesias into Minter into Jansen to close out the game the stuff on display really was blinding for all the talk of these like needed structural changes for the Miami Marlins it doesn't seem like it's all that far away like the bullpen of Miami to Atlanta is definitely not a match the offense could definitely use some tweaking but the Marlins really don't have anyone on the field like Acuna. But anyhow that was a 2-1 to loss against Atlanta last night and today is game 162. Really all bets are off uh, without much drive going forward this season um, heading into the playoffs. Personally, I'm rooting for the curse of Eliezer to befall this Atlanta team. A sort of dizzying day at the park, going into the playoffs, avoiding that wild card round, cold from the days off, and without that real feel for what it's like to. Hit the ball, looking back at the last start of the regular season, against Eliezer Hernandez, and whoever else uh, comes out of that bullpen, it's pretty, like, dramatic, I'd say, to, to root for that exactly, and I uh, hope that that is, um, like, what happens exactly, it's the last Marlins game of the year, so I hope it goes out as one of the best Marlins games of the year. I mean, all a, a like, a big shrug towards that expectation. But, like, hey, let's go fish. And let's leave the analysis to some other time after the season. So, um, thank you for listening this year. Uh, I've been Andrew Wardall. Day is again game 162. So, thanks for listening. Thank you for being here with us. Gosh, yeah, like, stay tuned to Fish Stripes to see what's up with this Marlins team as we go into the offseason. There's already been plenty at play, lots of talk, and some changes afoot. So, yeah, um. Keep it here, and we will get you there. Let's ring this one out.